Holy moly, it's Hotline League 37 starting a little late today because uh, Skype decided to update and I don't know. I don't know why programs do that. Either way, we've got a Hotline League going. We are here with the number one Heimerdinger in North America, in NALCS at least. He, he said this to me in an interview. He's going to be on the show tonight. we got Mark Zimmerman over there. He's got probably nothing going on in his life like normal, but he's still here. We're going to talk about it. It's going to be great. There's a lot of uh, games. I don't even know what's going on in League of Legends LCS anymore because it's a coin flip, and we'll talk about that too. All that and more coming up right now in Hotline League episode 37. Hotline League is brought to you by Omen by HP. Here we are uh, on the show. Uh, just as a word of warning, uh, it took us a little bit uh, to get the show started. Uh, part of the problem is, is that the, the Skype decides to randomly punch in on people's webcams. I don't know how to stop it. So at some point in time, you got, might get dramatic reactions from these people. These people being, first off, my guest or my constant co-host, not Whoa. a guest. He's he's kind of like a guest, you know. He just kind of. I am not a guest. I suggest it definitely. <clears throat> Mark Zimmerman is here. How are you doing, Mark? Great. Uh, I'm a little sick, or like I'm on the ta- the ass end of being sick, so I'm pretty good. All right. I'm at the end of being sick. Okay. All right. So you're feeling good because you're less sick than you were before, even right. if you're not and feeling top tier. Right, and I uh, I've been playing a lot of Octopath Traveler. That game is. You talked about that like, last week. I still don't know what that is. Funny last week. Did I talk about that? What? Did I talk about how it's slightly disappointing? I think you did in the after show, maybe. Um, Whatever. But either way, you're playing that game. Happy to hear, you know, that you've got something going on in your life. I think that's I'm actually doing show. something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, below us, we've got Defley. He's not. He's below us on the screen, but above us in league. Uh, Elo, how are you doing, Defley? Doing great. Thanks for having me. And you are, uh, I believe, the Golden Guardians Heimerdinger player. That's your role, right? Yeah, just Heimer. Okay, so the Heimer one trick that uh, they've employed to to survive in this new meta, and it seems to be going pretty well. Things look uh, good for for Golden Guardians right now. Yeah, they could be better, um, but I definitely think it's much better than last split, though. Yeah, much better. And And by the way, I just want to say it's very funny. Uh, because I I noticed so last week we talked about how you went two zero and it was the first weekend that Hunter the first weekend you ever went two zero first weekend Hunter wasn't at LCS and then on Saturday Hunter was at a wedding and you won that game and then Hunter came back into town on Sunday Ooh. and you lost that game yeah did you hear about this Mark yeah 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 <laughs> what what do you what do you think about it Mark. That they won without Hunter, it's not a surprise. Okay, I'm telling you, dude, GMs and like owners being in the rooms and stuff. I'm just like, get out. Let okay. let us focus. Yeah, very good. Well, we now know Hunter was the problem. He's holding him back. How you doing though, Definitely. Besides the team, how are things going for you? Life's going pretty swell, actually. Um, since LCS is going better than last play, I, I guess my, my life's been a lot happier. <laughs> um, haven't been as sad or depressed or whatnot. Yeah. Because it's hard. It like what is cra- A lot of people don't realize is that uh, League Pros pretty much put everything in their life into the games. And so whenever the one thing in your life is going terribly, it's not very good, right? Yeah, uh, for sure. It's constantly on your mind. It, bugs you every day yeah. every hour <laughs> don't by the way don't look at twitch chat because your teammates are going to try to distract you and then that'll make for a worse show so that's uh, he's hot yeah and he's distracting every 
What's what's up with the definitely is hot thing? Is that just a fact or is that a meme? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think it started on Reddit or something. I I don't really know how I feel about it. I think the I first know. interview I did with Deathly, it went on Reddit and it was like one of his first videos. And uh, one of the top comments was about how they'd let Deathly do something to them. And then I think that sort of <laughs> became a meme or whatever. Oh, yeah. Actually, I remember that. I was so nervous for that interview. Really? Didn't Loco have something to do with it too? Loco did? Didn't Loco say something like he's going to teach you how to get all the Korean girls or something? Yeah, I remember seeing something like that on Reddit once too. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> Either way, uh, it's it's uh, good to have you on the show tonight. Definitely, I think it's uh, you seem to. It's funny you mentioned that you were nervous in the interview. I feel like you're getting more and more comfortable doing interviews, uh, both at the LCS and uh, on broadcast and all that stuff. So it's pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah. Was that a cat? No. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Well, either way, um, Mark, I don't know. As I, I know we're running a little late, but do you have any any questions, any chatter to discuss with uh, with Deathly before we get into calls? No, I mean we kind of hit it a little bit while you were while we were filling about like what it takes to break out unique champions because I think along with CLG, you probably have Golden Guardians doing the most unique stuff in the LCS. So I think it's good to hear that like it does come at a cost where like you're learning this shit and it sucks for like two weeks and then there's a chance that it never pays off. So uh, you get a lot of people are like, why don't any pros or like, why do pros just not learn everything? And it's like, well, it can be difficult here. I've got a question for you, uh, definitely, because we were talking about this before the start of the show, but the people listening to the VOD won't won't catch it. Uh, do you have any uh, how hard is it to learn Heimerdinger? And for the people who want to bring this out in like solo queue, is it like a good solo queue champion? Like there are people that are looking at you and they're like, wow, I could be like, it must look really fun to play like a very unconventional champion in the bot lane. Like, what would you say to those people and sort of how do they go about it? Well, I think if you're trying to play Heimerdinger, you should find like a support duo to play Fiddlesticks with. I feel like Heimerdinger alone isn't as strong as Heimerdinger Fiddlesticks combined together. Um, it like doubles the value of the champion in a way. Yeah. So yeah. Um, first step is probably find a good support duo that'll play fiddlesticks. Yeah. In fact, you could definitely. I remember at the start or several months back, you were talking about how you were testing out. I think I found out about this app. I'm doing a video about it called GetSoj.com. Oh. <laughs> which is League of Legends Tinder. You can find a teammate or a potential life partner on there, and you were checking it out. Yeah, uh, I was doing it more as a meme. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny that everyone was doing it, so I just tagged along. But theoretically, you could... So, one, for all those people that think uh, Deathly's hot, he's on GetSOJ. You can go find him right now. But, uh, two, uh, you could you uh, you could potentially create a profile saying you're looking for a Fiddlesticks support player. Oh. If you're looking for somebody. Like, if somebody wants to play Heimer Fiddle, this is a way to do it. That is definitely a good idea. Yeah. Mark, are we losing you? No, I was just letting you pimp out some app that has nothing to do with our show. Well, it's a, it's a league Tinder app that I know definitely talked about. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's get into it. What do you want to take us through how calls go, Mark? Yeah, so if this is your first time watching the show. The way this works is we have a Discord. Oh, that's not the Discord link. I was about to spam your own Twitch chat with your channel. 
Nice. Uh, here we go. I'm spamming Twitch chat with it right now. What you can do is go join up on that Discord. Uh, once you get there, there's a voice channel called Pleb Calls and Pleb Calls 2. You can just hop in there and kind of mute yourself once you're there. Uh, and then you can put the questions that you want asked into Pleb Topics. Or if you have a take, like, I think Golden Guardians actually looks great. I think they'll go to Worlds. We can talk about that. Whatever your topic is, put it in Pleb Topics. And then I'll be reading through over the course of the night. I'll pull people into the waiting room. Uh, when it's your turn, I'll check to make sure your microphone's working. And then we'll pull you into the call. And you can be having that sweet one-on-one date time with Deathly. And you don't need an app to get it. Yeah, one-on-one date time with Mark and I just hanging out on the side. We're the chaperones for the date. No, we're just like the we're the Ants. people one table over at the restaurant Yeah, who's still in listening distance and yeah. sometimes chimes in on your conversation. Very good. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's get into this as uh, Skype does weird stuff. Um, if you Can are by the, the first one, yeah, if, if you are a sub, by the way, you can put your questions into, uh, the sub chat. Um, so if you have Amazon prime, if you, whatever, that stuff really helps out. And, uh, it, it doesn't guarantee that you'll get on the show, but that channel moves a little slower. So maybe a little bit, a better chance of getting your, your question picked, oh. but certainly just, uh, you know, uh, it's more about supporting the show than, than otherwise. And I'll, I'll read those people out. Uh, throughout the time, we've got our first caller on. Hero is here. Hero, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Algeria. From Algeria? Uh, North Africa. Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty Hol- far away. Holy moly. Welcome to the show. Uh, maybe. Yeah, it's 4 30 a.m. at the moment. Uh, wow. Well, thank you for staying up so late to talk uh, to us on the show. What do you want to talk about tonight? Well, I want to talk about how uh, kind of NA is uh, making excuses about how fighting has become uh, more of a, the winning condition, that the games are more random and that uh, gut instinct and uh, less micro play has become more important, even though we are seeing that EU is playing way more proactive macro-centric play and they're getting way more effective wins and cleaner games that way. Lice Rocket has been able to take much uh, higher seated teams that way, and they're, they've been very successful playing uh, proactive games, showing a much different play style from NA. Like their early game is much better. The macro is, tru- is truly there. Like they simply outplayed uh, the other teams who might have a better uh, individual players by being more proactive. by playing the map better by finding those dives on the the, the, the the side lanes much more earlier and snowballing the game much faster than the others can react. Gotcha. Hero, are you a big EU fan or an NA fan or do you care? Because it, it sounds like you, you seem to be very proud of, of NA's or of EU's dominance. Yeah, obviously. I play on the EU server, so I have to represent. Okay. but you're So you think that NA... Uh, players are making excuses for like the game being too random when really it's all about finding the right macro uh, level plays. So am I correct? Yeah, on that? the the macro used to be on the uh, more centric on the late game. Like you'd have to to know how to play the late game more proficiently to uh, to have a good Baron setups and stuff like that. But now it's more on the early game, and the the NA teams haven't been able to really find the the correct way to play the uh, through the early game and find those uh, in the correct ways for uh, to play basically. Gotcha. 
What do you think of this, Stephanie? Do you think that NA teams are just struggling to figure out, you know, the the correct way to to handle like the macro of the game compared to Europe? Um, I definitely feel like because of the mage changes in the bot lane, it kind of forces you to play the game differently because like AD carries can take towers really fast, mages can't really do that. And there's like a bunch of like other different changes when you go from like mages to AD carries and feel like NA is having trouble uh, figuring out like how to play the game around the mages or if they're still playing AD carries versus mages. Yeah. Uh, Mark, what do you think? Is it, is there, is it a macro thing? Cause it sounds like I, I have heard a lot of people say it's just the adjustment of, of roles, right? It's just, it's just taking a while for NA to figure out what characters to be playing, but um, our champions hero seems to think it's broader than that. Uh, I don't know how much it's changed compared to like last split or anything like on a fundamental level, like things you can do, like, I don't know why I've seen a number of games where like, uh, you know, you're talking about this like Heimer fiddle six bot lane and like what you used to do when you're up against like a really bad matchup that you're just getting shoved in over and over is people would like take their recall at like seven, eight minutes in the game on a BF sword if they can last that long or whatever they can. And then they flip their bot lane to the top side and they just trade turrets. And I just like, haven't seen that very much. I, I remember seeing a, a single time, I think this whole split and we talked about it on the desk, but like, I, I think like that option's still there as far as I, I'm aware. Maybe the pressure is just too much and you can't ever get a good recall versus Fiddleheimer. I'm not, uh, I'd like to hear what definitely thinks, but to me, it does feel like teams are more focused on figuring out their, like the champions and how they fight and all this stuff. And I think it is a more team fight centric meta than like a slow, slower paced one. But uh, I think there's plenty of opportunities for macro still. Definitely. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. Like there are, a lot of opportunities in which NA can like change how they play the game. But I think that comes with like a lot of creativity and thinking, which I feel like <laughs> we Stay don't up. have, uh, I feel like we don't have that much of that. Um, and North I, America doesn't have myself. creativity and thinking. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Okay. okay. More creativity, oh. but oh, I thought you were saying we didn't have thinking. That's what I was like. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. I love the idea of saying we don't have think North America lacks thinking. It's like, that's a pretty, that's a pretty <laughs> big oops. Well, I'm not, maybe I'm not speaking for the region, but I'm speaking more so for like myself. Um, I'm definitely not that creative. You can just tell by my name. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, usually I, a lot of the ideas I get and like the stuff I do on stage, I get from like my coaches. I mean, like, like kind of uh, this whole uh, switch from the early game to the uh, from the late game to the early game has uh, shown its effect on uh, the lower team, uh, the, the the lower tier teams that have been able to take wins over much uh, higher seated teams, uh, per se. Like Golden Guardians, for example, I think they're the best example for this because they've been able to to, to find their uh, their winning streak uh, in this meta, just purely on better ma macro play, in my opinion, because I don't like no insults, but I don't think that uh, individually they are able to outplay every other top tier team because most uh, other teams have uh, assembled like uh, kind of a super comp made of uh, top tier players that they're paying them a shitload of money. 
So I do think that Cord uh, Golden Guardians have been able to do the most, make the most out of this meta by playing more uh, on the focusing more on the, the 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 early macro, such as teams like Rawcat and Splice. Like I do think that Rawcat and Golden Guardians are very similar when it comes to playing the early game. Definitely, are you in? Those, uh, are you in Rocket similar? Do you look at EU at all? Uh, honestly, I don't really watch much of EU. That's like the constant. And every time we have an NA Pro on, we get an EU caller, and I ask that question, and then they they don't know. But um, well, it feel okay, Mark. I really quickly I want to throw this to you because I feel like the reason no, I think Golden Guardians has definitely gotten better, right? I think the Mickey yeah. thing worked out well. I think definitely is uh, doing great things because the special is forcing him to like learn Heimerdinger. Um, like I think that stuff is going. I also feel like the better teams are uh, just randomly deciding to just suck in certain games, right? Like uh, Mark, you're putting your hand in your 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 head in your hands no, right just, now. I I don't think like the the best teams are, like randomly deciding to suck. I think everyone like anytime there's a giant shift, it kind of like neutralizes everything. And I think and definitely can correct me if if I'm wrong here, but I don't think what made this sudden uptick in golden guardians is explicitly their macro i would say that they've adapted to like the new picks better than anyone else uh like if you play heimer fiddle the best in na which is like one of the strongest pushing bot lanes around and then you also have a mid laner who plays talon with smite which is one of the fastest farming roaming champions in the game and you fuck up people's bot lanes like that to me isn't really macro that's like you know, big tip of the cap for learning the best stuff in the meta and putting together a game plan that works with it. But that's not like, uh, I wouldn't consider that macro. And I think that's where a lot of their, their like wins come from is, is they have really good drafts and then they play them well. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree with that. I think me as a player, I really like diving the enemy bot and Heimer Fit like really helps with that. And we try to pick whatever mid that can like roam best. And that just happens to be like Talon with Smite. Um, and it doesn't even have to be Heimerfit. We did it to clutch with Jin Soraka, I think. Yeah, like, yeah. Picking really lane dominant champs and executing like the early game. Gotcha. Yeah, hey, but a lot of. Uh, hey, Hero, sorry. Teams, I but... hate to cut you off, but we do, since we started a little late, I, we have to move on to the next caller. All but right. thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. Thank and you and it's awesome here. to have somebody from, uh, from uh, I think you might be our first caller uh, from your country. So thank you so much. Thanks. Uh, St. Vicious in chat, to, to your point real quick, Travis was saying, the game is like 75% pick ban right now, and the former top two teams have only won with playing 80 carries in the bot lane and don't look flexible at all, which yeah. is why they look worse. So okay. I, I think I, I pretty much agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, a couple quick shout-outs while we're getting the next uh, group of people in. Uh, thank you so much to Classy Onion for the sub, Ateo Rachel, who reset for four months, uh, Wooage, Fenris57, All Day Air Day, Gob... Goblins and Ghouls, Deck Tim, Support Help Desk, Volkney, and Charles B753. We got Divide NZL in. Perfect timing on this call for okay. what he's going to talk Divide about. Divide NZL, where are you calling from? Uh, New Zealand. New Zealand. Okay. Wow. wow. Oh, only international callers. What do you want to talk about? Uh, Definitely, you seem to have mixed pretty well with the meta changes, but a lot of other ADs are kind of shit. And <laughs> um, do you reckon they're one trick 
or is it just more their mindset around champs like Heimer and Vlad having a really different play style? Well, uh, I definitely think it's more than just like the AD carry player himself. It's like how the team works around that new champion. Because uh, every every mage brings like something different to the table. Um, sure, maybe like every player can lane it differently, but I think like playing Heimerfid and then like setting up bot dives is like the team objective. If the team doesn't want to do that and you have Heimerfid, then the game might not go that well. It's it's just stuff like that, how the team coordinates around with it and like how you play out the early game. I think that's a really good point because the game that TSM played, I think it was Heimer Fit. I know it was Heimer. They took bot turret by themselves at like 9.30, but their Talia, Alistair, like funnel mid shit, uh, never found an opportunity to dive the bot lane. And so like they never explode the game open. And I know some people, I, I actually like to hear what Deathly thinks about Heimer's mid to late game, but I know a lot of people think like Heimer, if he doesn't actually get far ahead and like you die once or twice in the mid game and like it goes, it, it can get pretty rough for the Heimer. So. I think the point about having your teammates able to play around whatever the new strategy is is super important. Yeah, um, I think Heimer as a champion is a really snowball heavy champion. Like, if you're not getting ahead on him, come like mid game or late game, he doesn't really do that much damage and he doesn't really provide that much. So like, it's all about like the setup and how you can execute early on in the game. As long as you don't mess up, we've we've messed up with it. A bunch, but as long as you don't mess up too much, Heimer's pretty strong as a champion. Definitely. Do you think that, like, because I feel like at first most of the ADCs revolted against the fact that mages were available? Like, actually, I remember Peter was one of the few people who liked it, and now he seems to actually dislike a lot of the meta changes. But I, I feel like, like, Sven was vocal about not liking it, and there were jokes at the time, I think, among his teammates in interviews where. They were talking about how much he hated it. Um, do you do you feel like it's all changing that all the ADCs are starting starting even if they are not publicly playing them as much as you, starting to embrace some of these more unique champions? Uh, that's hard to say since I don't really know all the other AD carries like mindsets and stuff like that. But I can say so for myself. Like at first, I was very, I was just thinking, I, I was thinking like give it a week. It's just like everyone's freaking out over like the AD carry is getting nerfed and AD carries will be back in like a week. I think it happened like last season with people playing like Ziggsbot, Casio bottom, stuff like that. And yeah, I was, I was in shock as well, but after a week or so, I, I was like, okay, I really need to start practicing this or I might not have a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't want to end up like reckless. Uh, divide. Do you, do you, what do you think of that take? I was kind of hoping it just blame some other ADs are bad to be honest. Try and bait him in, but that's pretty good. No, I pre I appreciate the effort. I'm always trying to bait people to shit talk the other LCS players. Yeah, you always want those clickbait fucking headers. Yeah, we need yeah. Travis to get a good title. Come on. Definitely. Who has been the worst mage player in scrims that you've played against? Ooh. That's a tough one. I, I don't know. I He's like, they're all so bad. Yeah, uh, say something like that. Uh, so... Uh, I, I don't know. Honestly, my mages were pretty fucking bad, like at the beginning. But as for others, that's definitely hard to say. <laughs> are they? Are you getting? Are you? Is there more hope for for mages in North America, or does it feel like a lot of the ADs are getting really good at them in scrims, or is it is it as bleak as maybe it feels like? Oh, I definitely think that like most 
bot laners can play the mages now. It's just how their team utilizes them. Yeah. Very good. Hey, Divide NZL, thank you so much for calling in. Sweet. Yeah. Have a good one. All right. Uh, really quickly, Mark, uh, I want to, to pause this as we're nearing the one hour mark for the show. Talk a little bit about our sponsor. Uh, you guys know about Omen by HP. This is our, I've got this cool Omen by HP setup behind me. Uh, it's a little dark in here right now, so you guys can't see as well. But uh, th this powers the uh, editing and uh, sort of setup for, for a lot of the content that I do. Uh, this is all being broadcast on an Omen by HP computer. Looking at an Omen by HP monitor, they support us a ton, uh, which is, is super appreciated. They support esports a ton. Working on a really special project with them. Uh, you guys should be hearing news about it this week. Not allowed to talk about it yet. I was going to talk about it tonight, but I've been told that I have to wait till later to talk about it. So should should news should be hitting soon this week. I don't I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but it's it's happening. Um, and so uh, something cool's coming. I want you guys to you know do me a favor. Go follow them on Twitter. I'm going to put the the link to their stuff in the YouTube description if you're watching the vod. Uh, I will link it in the chat right now. Uh, but I again like so many of you guys have have come out and you tweet you say thanks you support the fact that they support me they support mark on the show uh i just want to say thank you to them and i'm really excited about the project that's coming and i should be able to talk about it soon and i wish i could talk about it now uh mark is wearing their headset right now by the way omen by definitely HP. was created in a lab by hp by omen yeah i don't i don't know if it's omen, omen by, by hp but yes close <laughs> it was a close one we lose the sponsorship if we call them that. No, uh, either either way. <laughs> We're looking for sponsors, everybody. Yeah, either way, thank you so much to uh, Owen by HP for their support. Yeah, somebody says technical difficulties for an hour. That was not that. That was fucking Skype. Um, all right. What is the project? I can't talk about it yet. All right, we can uh, get our next caller in right now. Uh, Volkney subbed Charles B753, Big Wraith, LOL Scamler1. Uh, sham 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 gifted to odd one villain god darth zombie 13 wow you've gotten so quick at pulling these people mark normal you used to go in there you'd check it out you'd say what's going on You're so i think quick the, the viewers deserve the credit for being ready to go these days yeah. is it zafer or zafer uh zafar zafar okay got a <laughs> great voice yeah it's not it's neither of the things that i said where are you calling from zafar is it zafar uh, from Calgary, Canada. Calgary, Canada. Okay. Thought it was going to, I was expecting another crazy place, but it's just Canada, which is pretty whatever. Anyway, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight, uh, <laughs> Zafar? My, uh, my topic is um, I've been a TSM fan since uh, I started watching in season three. And I think that uh, without Reggie kind of stepping in and helping the team out, that they won't make worlds this, this year. Okay. And I think it's it's not like a correlation thing. I think it's a causation. It's a causation. Can you elaborate? Like so, like it's 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 not just a coincidence that like every season that like they've gone to finals, gone to worlds, like Reggie's kind of been involved yeah. uh, at some point or another. Uh, and it's not just like he was there and they happened to go and all things just happened. It's just correlation. I think it's like there's a an effect there that he had and has. Uh so far, do you think like I don't know what the the current fan sentiment is amongst CSM fans, but for a while the pendulum was like, man, fucking Reggie steps on everyone's toes every time he comes in to help. Has it has it swung back the other way where it's like, goddamn, we need Reggie? Or like, where do you think the the more general opinion is? I mean, I I don't 
like follow social media too much and stuff like that. So I don't know where other people send them is. Um, I kind of was on both sides. Like I could see how like it could be an issue where, you know, you have a coach and he just comes in and steps on their toes and just like takes over and not emasculates, but like, you know, just it's, it's clear they're not working and he kind of just takes over. Uh, and that doesn't look good for the coach. And like, I, that's not an effective long-term solution. Like the, I think if it's, I don't know if his personality is fit for that, but if there's more of a relationship with the coach and they're working together, um, that it's a better thing. So I think it's helpful that he's there um, as long as he's not just taking over and kind of shitting on the other coaches. I am, I'm very interested in this because so many people, as Mark said, like people swing back and forth on this. It's like, Either Reggie is like he needs to get out of the way and like they look at his involvement in some like TSM Legends episode and they're like, why is he talking to them that way? Uh, but it is kind of true that it feels like T- it It does feel like Reggie is potentially by the way, he's at LCS like I think every every week and I see him all the time. He comes up to me and asks me to put my credit card down for his bird because <laughs> his credit card isn't working for the bird scooter. But um it is interesting because it does feel like he's more detached. And I, I wonder about it. It's funny. This is the first time like TSM has been kind of whatever the split. And I feel like this is our first TSM caller. We've had this entire split Mark. Am I wrong in that? Uh, no, I think uh, we were talking about it, right? Like <clears throat> next week is C9 TSM. And like, I don't know if anyone, like people have ever cared less about, about a C9 TSM. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Do you think TSM, like you stream them, you see a lot more, I, or I assume you shouldn't like to scrim them. I shouldn't just say you do. Uh, if you scrim them, do you feel like they're playing like not good enough to make it to worlds? Like, are they better in scrims than they are on stage? Like what's your read on TSM's level? Well, we haven't scrimmed them that much since they're like pretty elitist with their scrims, but um, the times Ooh, wait, them, hang on. Let's pause. You can't glaze they're, over that. They're elitist with their scrims. Um, yeah, it's more or less, but uh, um, so you think I they're like, who do they you think they what it's like the team liquid and the problem is who can be elitist in this environment? Who are the good teams? Honestly, I'm not sure, but what I was saying was okay, think, yeah, sure, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, let's just move on from that. But I think um, TSM as a team is a really strong team, like their players are all really individually good, and like when we play against them, it's really hard to like make plays against them rather than like other teams so i don't really know what's going on with them i definitely think they're like one of the best teams in our region though but i I think that's the thing is that it's like they are really good and like everyone talks about it i think there's a an invent uh interview with beard where he said that he makes uh or uh, someone was talking about beard another mid laner saying that he's hard to play against because he doesn't make mistakes and he doesn't give you opportunities but they're not being proactive like I think Kelsey Moser would talk about every time over the years, TSM always focuses on invading blue buff. And I think that's like a Reggie thing. Like he's, he wants them to be aggressive. He wants them to invade blue and do these, these fundamental basic things um, to progress the game and be aggressive. Like I think on the last episode of TSM legends at the end of it, Parth was telling them that, uh, that they're just talking about things they can do. And then no one says, all right, well, let's do it. And then they just don't do anything and just talk about what they can do the whole time. And so 
uh, I think that step of just being aggressive and going in and making calls like double was good at that um, is, is what lets them because of, of the players they can attract and the skill level those players have to get to worlds. And then past that, I, I don't think Reggie can help, which is why like those fundamentals don't matter anymore at world's level, which is why they, they don't progress. But I think to even get to worlds, you, you need that step. Is sorry. I'm just kind of, I've been thinking about this while you were, you were suggesting that because it's easy to say, well, Reggie's not here. That's the problem. Right. But is there like, Mark, do you think there's a potential? Cause I think year over year, Soren had like the gap has closed between other mid laners and Soren. Uh, and, and I wonder if that's not the case across the, 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 the league where TSM, it's just not as dominant as they were before. Cause the rest of the league is kind of caught up to them. I mean, if you look at season four, arguably the top four mid laners were Bjerg, Zhao Wei Zhao, Link, and then Voiboy or Shifter. And like Pobelter was like seventh around that time. Pobelter's gotten a lot better since then. But like, yeah, I think it's very fair to say that like Febby, POE, Jensen, and like the other guys who have like moved into the scene have really closed the gap that like old, old Bjergsen used to like destroy kids. Like it's just not, it's not that skill difference anymore. And I think, I don't think it's just Reggie. I think if you look at how, G2, well, TSM's volume played on G2. They were, like, not the playmakers. It was more, like, perks and trick and stuff. And then, like, Mike Young was supposed to be the aggressive guy. That didn't work out. Bjerg's always been a more, like, efficiency-focused player. He's not Mickey, right? Like, he's definitely not, like, running around forcing shit all the time. And so, like, you're left with, like, who is the guy on that team that like is a natural like fighter and scrapper and like, I want to do things kind of guy. And I think, I think that's more the problem than Reggie. Yeah. I don't, that's, that's the reason I say this uh, to our dear caller, whose name I'm bringing up right now, uh, Zafar. Uh, is yeah. it Zafar? Did I say it right? Yeah. yeah okay. It's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that implies I'm not saying it right. Um, I, no, you did say it right. Okay. Thank God. Um, I like the reason I I bring up this other thing isn't to kind of shit on TSM or say that it's more like, I just don't know if Reggie can solve their problems anymore. Right. Like in the past, they have had these very dominant players and that were like way above the rest of, of the league. And in a lot of cases, they don't have that anymore. And I don't know if, if Andy's going to change that. And that doesn't mean that they don't have best in class players in every role, but it does mean that like there are probably some other teams that have pretty goddamn good players in the, their roles, especially like looking at Equifox. Hooney was really good until Mark and Scar said he was number one in the league and now he's not. So, I mean, I'm not sure if there's any correlation there, but my point is, is like it does seem like there's a lot of other contenders now for for uh, best in class rosters. Definitely. Should we never rate you high? Just make sure that never happens. Uh, I'd like it if you guys could rate me high. Uh, I saw your drunk stream. <laughs> Where did they rate you? Definitely? What did we put you at? Do you know? Uh, actually, I, I checked it today. I think I was at 81.67 or something like that. That's uh, it? Oh, yeah, God. I'm, a, I'm a role player, according to the... Oh, really? <laughs> no, no, did you check that, did you check that after Hunter yeah, asked 80, you to come 80. on the show? Were you like, let me remember what Mark was saying about me again? Yeah, I need some ammunition, so... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, hopefully by next flight I'll be in the 90s or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's the joy of every pro player to try to climb up higher and Mark and Scar's drunken rambling. You're, we're losing your face, by the way, Mark. Sorry, um, I was looking up the ratings. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably a little low. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, drunk. Okay, so I don't know. Zafar, do you feel like that could be the case that is... It is it. It's still in your mind. Is it Reggie's got to pop in, or else we're we're doomed? Or is it? Is it? I think it's just that the team needs to figure out stuff more holistically. I don't think it's time for Andy to save the day. Uh, I I do agree that like obviously the gap between players is closed, uh, more so especially in the mid lane. But uh, I I think he could help. I, I even if they don't have aggressive players, I think in pushing them to do those things. Um, and be more aggressive. I think that he really did have an impact in previous seasons, yeah. but it, it it might not just be a, you know a one one fix solution with just yeah. him coming in. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you so much, uh, Zafar, for the call. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah shout out to Owned by HP. Hey, there we go. Thanks, or man. HP by <laughs> Omen, maybe. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. He's gone. I got rid of him. It's kind of sad that like I messed it up more hey. than our callers do. Yeah. Well, it's just that's the value you bring to the show. Um, Dar Zombie 13 resubbed Brent Brundon Funnigan, Nene Jojo the Shigster, a Smoke Dog, WKUDSK, Jilla Mixie, I am the Fourth Hokage, Mad Fishy, Rome Gaming, Not Dead 84, and Twizna have subbed. Uh, coming in here. How are you doing, Definitely, by the way? You feeling okay? Yeah, this is great. It's a okay. lot of fun, actually. All right. Just checking. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel they're like, do I have to go on the show where I have to talk to random callers? And then a lot of the callers are fun. Weeb Master is on the show. Speaking of of callers, Weeb Master's on the show. How are you doing, Weeb Master? Include his include his full name, please. It's, yeah, Weeb Master EU Pleb is what it says in in uh, commas next to it. Uh, no, no, you forgot the bracket. Uh, opening bracket, closing brackets. Okay, whatever. Man, you're European. We call those whatever. Okay, uh, what where are you from? Not- which country in Europe? Sweden. Sweden. Okay. Okay. What time is six it there? O'clock. Six, six in the morning. In the morning. Why are you up at six in the morning? Oh, I never, I never went to sleep. Oh, well, okay. Oh, I mean, I mean, I want to watch the show, of course. Okay. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. And no way did you were you watching Double Lift and then got put here, right? Who? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> what do, What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, like to definitely, or if you were a pro, pro player, would you bench yourself if your team had a better sub player who could play like bruisers and mages like much better than you? Oh yeah, that's a that's a good question. The Swedish um, guy asking a uh, just theoretical situation. <laughs> If or say, okay, all right, yeah, definitely. What do you think about the decision for Reckless to bench himself? Well, I can speak on my behalf more so. Uh, earlier this split, I was really ass at mages, so I even brought it up to like my team. Hey, like maybe you guys should sub in like our academy mid to play like Swain or Vlad or whatever while I, like. I'm still working on practicing these champions because my mechanics are really bad on them. Uh, like I didn't even know how to do like the Vlad E flash R combo thing. I was like still trying to figure that out. So yeah, it's it's definitely been like a thought, and I, I'm definitely willing to do that because I just want my team to win and what's best for the team. Uh, what do, that sounds great to say, but like what 
what would you do then? Because Reckless finds himself in a place where there's like just a better option bot lane in his opinion. Do you do you go off and learn all the mages? Like how do you resolve that? Um yeah, I, I've just put in a lot of time just spamming mages in solo queue. I don't really play that many marksmen anymore. Um just because I feel oh, like Oh right I'm now playing. you don't play that many marksmen. Yeah, because I feel like I've played them enough to like understand them to a certain like a pretty high level. Yeah. So I just need to get my mages there, I guess. Are you able to say different. what else you've been playing, or is that trade secret? Ooh. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to put you in a bad position, so it's fine. But uh, it's cool to hear that you're playing other stuff. Uh, are you playing any? Like, do you do you think that there? Because it's been interesting to see how in other regions we've seen, especially in the bot lane, a lot of people pull out unusual stuff. Uh, and in some regions have like literally invented something, um, you know, like the EU Heimerdinger, for instance. Uh, do you think we will see that in North America anytime soon? Um, I think we will. Uh, it's really interesting because like people are like coming out with the Heimerdinger. And then I think Korea came out with GP bottom to counter it because... His Q one shots the turrets stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So there's like counters to the new picks, and it's a lot. I feel like a lot of the game right now is pick and ban, and how you can experiment with different champs, have like different flex champs that improves your draft, and yeah, that that definitely helps way more. What's the uh, like weirdest thing that either you've done or you've seen in the bot lane, like in a scrim or something? Well. Without like without it probably seeing the light of day and you ruining someone's like in, intel, but like what's what's something that's really weird that you think like they tried it and they're like all right fuck that. I mean, if if I like looked at myself a year ago and saw that I played Heimerdinger on stage, I think you I would said Heimer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like what the hell? Like I thought this was just like a super troll champ. No one played this, and all of a sudden I'm playing it on LCS. So I don't know. Yeah, life. What is it, life? Life. life comes at you fast. Yeah, life comes at yeah. you fast. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Ostigan, uh, what was the reason you you, di you didn't want to bench yourself and you played instead of the academy mid? Oh yeah. Uh, I think I worked really hard on like learning the champs and my teammates liked me a lot, I guess. And it's not like, I feel like every player, does, it's not just like the champion they're playing, but also what they bring towards the team, like in terms of communication and like, uh, attitude. and. Yeah, I think I'm a pretty happy camper. Yeah. Cool. Definitely best player award, MVP award. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for calling in, Weedmaster. Really appreciate it. And you should get some sleep. Uh, that's too late, bro. That, that train already passed. So does that mean you're not going to sleep at all today? You're just... Pro probably. Okay. Well, you have school or work or something? Oh, no. I'm, 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 I'm a student, so I have summer break now. Uh, okay. Okay. I think you could just... Anyway, thank you so much, Weedmaster. Really appreciate the call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, all right. I'm trying to... There were some people who subbed before Peter's raid, but for some reason Streamlabs is, like, not showing uh, that, that time, so I apologize if I missed your sub. Um, I'm trying to pull that data back. But by the way, thank you for Blood's Point, who resubbed. He's been around, he or she's been around for two months. Hanan Gaming subbed as well. Uh, so there we go. There you go. Uh, all right, so appreciate the subs. We got Prestevent on the show. Prestevent, where are you calling from? 
Uh, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Finally, a a U.S. caller. Where in Massachusetts? I'm I'm from Massachusetts. Uh, like around Boston. Uh, I was in Needham. Where are you from? Oh, I'm uh Newton. Oh no, shit, dude. <laughs> That's cute. All right, whatever that means. Uh, where do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I want to talk about Deathly's improvement as a player over the year. And 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 how you don't think he has. Oh no! no. Uh, my question is: so uh, going from like last place of all the ADCs in terms of like KDA in the spring regular season to the top KDA holder of the entire LCS in the summer regular season, in what areas do you think you improved on as an individual? Well, I mean, he was, he's still an eighty-two, I think, right? Or what is the number, Mark? Eighty-one point six seven. I put him as an eighty-two. Chat puts you at eighty-one, dude. Don't. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the chat. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I th- I love how you're like. I put you at a solid eighty-two. All right, it was a chat that brought you down. You can't blame me for. They've been eighty-one. That's a very different situation. Uh, all right, but good good question, uh, Preston. Thank you so much. So uh, the question is, uh, how have you improved? Because it seems like you went from uh, an eighty carry that a lot of people might not have have found to be that much of a threat to one that's got great statistics so far this summer yeah um i think a lot of it comes with our improvement as a team and but not only that i feel like as a player coming into last split i was at the beginning of the split very nervous and just happy to be like in the lcs in a way i was like finally i get my shot i get to get out of challenger series and play in the lcs so i didn't really voice my opinions on what i wanted to play or what I wanted to do in game, I was just kind of like a sheep and I was just guided around by my team. But towards the end of the last split, I kind of took more initiative and brought onto the table like more suggestions, how I wanted to play the game, stuff like that, how to work around my strengths as a player. And I think it really showed towards like the end of the last split and now this split. Did you, how much has Expecial helped you out this summer? He's helped me quite a bit, but I think like, the biggest um, kind of help towards my growth was Loco, even though like he's not here anymore. Um, his time here, even though we didn't win any games with him, I learned way more than I have like ever since then. With, with Expecial, is that what you're saying? Oh, no. I, I mean, they, they bring different things. Um, Expecial brings like the cool picks and like the small things that can change in game. While I feel like Loco, I feel like uh, when I first began the season, I was a very like incomplete player, and Loco helped shore up a lot of my weakness. Yeah. Shout out to Even going back like uh, further, because you were part of like that E United squad, where it was like you, Zazel, and Licorice, like everyone was super hyped up about, because you guys all looked pretty good, and everyone could tell that like in a little bit these guys will be in the LCS, and you probably got the least hype out of any of them, uh, like for a long time, and now you're arguably playing the best out of them. Uh, so like, what was, what was it like with like that trio of guys? And I don't know if you ever felt like a pressure of like being the NA's like new young talent coming up or anything like that. Actually. Yeah. Um, back on United, me and Licorice should always like, after, cause challenger series wasn't that hard for us in a way. So we'd always try to have like better stats than each other, try to outperform each other. And we had like a little rivalry, I guess you could say. And like, even now we're always just like making fun of each other for our games, stuff like that. And I feel like a lot of that helped a lot in our growth as players, because we pushed each other like really hard. And as for me and Zazel, I think, yeah, we've definitely grown a lot since then. And it's just really cool to see, because um, even before United, um, 
we all played on a team. I think it was like Cloud9 Challengers C team. Um, it was like me, Licorice, Brigne, Demonte, and Zazel. And all of us have made it into the LCS when we were all just like randoms back then. Do you guys talk to each other? Um, we're pretty close. Uh, probably don't. I haven't talked to Demonte in a while, but we're catching up since we just played our match against them. Nice. Uh, I I didn't realize your KDA rating was so high right now. Congratulations. Uh, do you think from, there's from a... 10th to first, dude? Yeah. Do you think there's a chance <laughs> that you are a bad AD carry, but a good mage player? And that's what's really changed <laughs> is that you were never going to be good as an ADC, but now you can play mages and you're in a great position. Uh, I really hope that's not the case. I think I've shown pretty good games on AD carries as well. Like last play, I had a really good Zaya game against Echo Fox. This play, <clears> I had like pretty good gin game against uh clutch yeah so I, I think i've shown like i'm not just a mage player and i'm just not that bad as a player you know <laughs> yeah yeah what if uh, you what if you are not you're not just a mage player but you're a really good mage player and not just a mage player i'd say i'm a really good timer player i don't know about my other mages yet but he's like the one champ that I've been really spamming and uh, learning all like the small facets to him. Yeah. The other, it's just there's so many small things to all these mages that you have to learn, and it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so on that topic, like I always find that marksman's like the position that gets most skewed in terms of like how players look based off the team that they're on. Uh, and so like, how much of the from tenth to first place do you put on like Golden Guardians? as a team finishing 10th last split to like you guys being up at the top now? Um, I do agree that AD carry as a role, it's kind of hard to rate each player outside of like their mechanics and because their stats are always dependent on like how the team does, right? If your team's like head to head with the enemy team going even into the mid late game, then the AD carry is going to do a lot of damage if they're playing like Tristana or Twitch like last season. Um, but I, it's definitely hard to say. Uh, to like rate a player and I don't think KDA means everything just because I'm first in KDA doesn't mean like I'm the best AD carry um, that's my take on it at least but I think it does help that you're on a team that's uh, putting up more of a fight because I think last split a lot we had a couple games where we just got completely like dumpstered uh, the score was like 0 to 12 or something and we take no towers and get perfect games or something like that and a lot has changed since then and our games are a lot better gotcha oh but did we lose you, uh, Preston? Hello? Hello. Oh no, I'm here. Do you have any uh, any follow up thoughts? Is that a good a good answer to your question? Oh uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> well, good to hear. It. Thanks so much for calling in, man. Thank you. Sure, nerd. Yeah, have have a good one. <laughs> no, what's going on? Oh, I. What did you just move yourself to? I didn't move. Did you move me? Dude, you double clicked for sure. You dragged him up there and then you clicked the, the room. It's okay. We all make mistakes, Travis. <clears throat> Carl Fredrickson has subbed. Prider 24 and Waffles are better. Thank you to all them. If you hover over the screen, this is a cool tip, by the way. If you're watching live, you hover over the screen you're, you know, on, on desktop. You'll see. It'll say if your sub is ready. You can send your prime sub right now. Did you know that? Now you do. Ah, all right, we got Thedgar <laughs> House. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, Thedgar House. Is that 
what can you give me the backstory behind that name yeah it, it was supposed to be only Edgar house but then i tried to make a an email account and Edgar house was already taken so i just added the th okay what do you want to talk about or where are you calling from sorry i'm uh, from mexico mexico this is the most international episode we've ever had uh what do you want to talk about on the show tonight yeah, uh, right now I had uh, this topic uh, where currently in this split in the NLCS, there seems to be a lack of clear bottom tier teams. Like, there's no clear underdog this time. There was this stat that that Jad brought to us, where I think it was like something like 30% of the times that we had uh, a favorite team had lost a match. So it is really difficult to find out who is going to be a clear winner or a clear loser in the match? It's the other way around. It's like close to 70% of the time, the favorite actually loses. <laughs> like the, the top team will lose to the, the bottom team. Yeah, so if like the one seed, let's say, is playing C9, they'll lose. Like what happened this week. Yeah, sorry. I got I got it. I got it. That well, the way yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so you're saying. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right now it's, it's crazy. And I mean, it is pretty hard to, well, I mean, in other splits, and sorry for this definitely, but, you know, uh, the previous split, Golden Guardians and some other teams were being looked as, you know, the clearly underdogs or the ones that were supposed to lose. But right now there's not, like, a clear loser. Like, we have Cloud9 on the bottom of the standings, but it is not, we are not really ready to call them a loser. As, as we are not ready to call it top tier a winner, like 100 tips or the Echo Fox. So it is really difficult right now, but especially in the bottom tier, like the bottom tier is not really something consistent right now. Yeah. 40% of the LCS is in first place. <laughs> um, which is, it's really hard to figure out how to, how to deal with it. EU has had this issue in the past and in North America, it's really interesting. You normally have a, like a clear front runner or two teams competing and they're way ahead of everybody else by at least a couple of games. It is, it is a really interesting situation right now. Um, sorry. What was your, your main point or take on this though, that grass? Well, yeah, right now, uh, I, I think that, I, I think that right now, like the current meta craziness is not giving teams like a clear advantage mm. and everyone is trying super different things that you're just making it super hard to predict the team. So right now it is really difficult to be to have like a clear uh, favorite for a winner or a loser. It's all just like you could just flip a coin and see who can win a game at this point. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, I, okay. The coin flip thing, I think is is it feels pretty true. And and I'll broaden this out. Is that like a a really bad thing? Like I'm actually I hope this fixes itself soon, Mark, because I I don't like. There's there's a it's fun when there's upsets and you know any game can go in any way but at a certain point in time you do kind of want to be able to build a story around like who who like these guys are going to try to like upset or you know and now I just sort of I go to LCS on a weekend and I'm like all right like somebody will win this and it who knows who and what's the point Yeah I uh, I don't like that there's this many upsets and it's like you know, we were praising TL before Rift Rivals is like, they seem to be our best team by a pretty good margin. They won last split. They're doing well this split. Uh, and then they get they lose to Splice. And then they lose to some other, like, I forget which team they lost to here. 
another two times or something. And when they lose, they look terrible. Like that's not how your top team should look realistically. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't like it from a, like how our outlook is. There's a great know. movie line that goes when no one is super, when everyone is super, no one will be. And it's like when every game is an upset, there are no upsets, you know, just, it's kind of weird. Definitely. Uh, you probably have a different take. You're probably riding high. You're like, what are you guys talking about? Well, uh, I'd love to keep winning uh, half my games. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say we're better as a team just because of like the meta changes. I think we definitely have improved like as a team and as five players. But I feel like the main reason for like all this noise, I guess, in the NLCS is with like the big patch that hit right before the season started. Um, usually those patches only hit during the preseason, like, and players have a lot of time to like adapt and get ready, but they right kind of like threw a curveball at us in a way. Uh, so what do you think it's like to like, well, I guess I can ask you like your perspective of participating in something like this, but as a viewer, I guess Travis can answer first. Like I was asking people, doesn't it make it a little less exciting to watch when you don't have like the top team showdown. Cause like, yeah, you don't get the bottom teams like nine versus 10 optic versus C9 where people don't get excited for it and no one watches, but you also don't on the flip side, get like the old school, like TSM versus C9, like the two most dominant teams meeting in the middle of the split. This is going to be like really, really important because it's constantly, because there's four teams tied at first, first is always playing. So nothing, Nothing stands out as a peak, and of course, there's no valleys. It's just like this middle viewing experience where, like, all the narratives are kind of the same. Where it's like they're slightly better than these guys, but they might lose, and they don't look that great. And like that's every like every storyline in every game is that way. It actually it's made it really hard to cover. Like I did an interview with Bjergsen that will probably go out tomorrow, and in it, I ask him about. I'm like, what's your take on this whole solo queue scrim environment situation? And Soren goes, oh, you're trying to get your headline, Travis? I'm like, what are you talking about? It's an interesting topic. He's like, every interview right now is about that. And I just said, what are the rest of us supposed to talk about? Right? Like, normally by this point in time, there's like, oh, wow, like, who can take down TSM? Or why is this team struggling so much? And I just, I have, like, I think, I do think that the talk about uh, pro player scrum environment if that's holding back North America I do think it's an important conversation and it's good to talk about I'm happy to have it but part of the reason why it's dominating the conversation so much is because it's it's really hard to uh, to talk about the narrative of the LCS when the narrative is just like well it's just a pile of soup and you don't you don't know what you're going to pull out of it every week but put the ladle in there and we'll see what we get well and it's it's just hard to also get excited like when a top team loses now, like it's not that big of an upset really. And yeah. like when the two top teams play, it's not really the two top teams playing. Yeah. So it I, was like, if, uh, when, when's the next time you play team liquid? Definitely. Do you know? Oh, I think it's next week. Is yeah. They play week? next week. Okay. Yeah. If, if golden guardians beats team liquid this week, I'll laugh a little bit, but it's not going to be like last uh, split where they beat team liquid. And it's just like, Oh shit, like that just happened. Exactly. That's why I wanted to ask definitely like what it feels like playing. I mean, he, he unfortunately hasn't played like through so many of the other seasons where it's like top team versus bottom team, but like 
does it feel weirder to like be playing in this like just smushed together parody everywhere league? Yeah, I definitely think it is really weird because even though we're fifth place right now, we're only one win from first. So that's a really weird feeling because we're not really fifth place then, right? Um, but at the same time, I can speak for, like for myself. Every time we beat like in what in my eyes is like a top team like TL or like Clutch or whatever team was like really high in the standings last split, I am really excited about it. I'm really happy about it. And even though it might not seem that interesting to the fans, it really means a lot to me and like my teammates. Yeah. So you like, <laughs> you're a fan of the current situation. By the yeah, way, I, I, I do like winning. So yeah. Licorice just showed up and said, definitely smells. Do you have a retort to that? <laughs> uh, at least I'm not ugly. Oh, oh wow. shit! Jesus. <laughs> no, uh, we need to work on your trash talk because that one, that one is a. Uh... All right, let's well, move on. It's, it's an age-old question. Would you rather smell bad and not know? Thedgar <laughs> <laughs> House, do you have any other questions? Should we move on? Well, yeah, I just wanted to like be a little bit clear on this. Like right now, what you said about the the viewer experience. It is really difficult to get excited for an any match because I mean, you know, in other regions like LCK or something, you can get excited about I don't know, Griefing, KT or King Sandra next, because you know that you have you're going to have a hype match. But right now when you go to an LCS and they're like, Oh yeah, you're going to have Echo Fox big uh, versus uh, hundred teeth or something like that, you're like, Oh well, but I don't know if it is going to be interesting or not, because it is it's like everyone is in this in this same pool and you don't know what is going to happen really. Yeah. And then if you're watching it, you maybe you, you'll be like, oh, it is, I don't know, Giants versus H2K and you can just skip it or something like that. Like there's no, there's no clear notion of what is going to happen in the game right now. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I, I really felt it during Rift Rivals when like we were talking about like, oh, Misfits isn't even here. Next week is our 6-0 team versus our 6-0 team. And we're finally going to know who's the best team. And like, I'm like, damn, I kind of miss having that story. And like when your 6-0 team loses to a non, like to another team, it's actually a big deal. Whereas like when you're six and four, one of your multiple six and four team loses to one of your multiple four and six teams, it's just not compelling like like that. Yeah, exactly. You can get excited about a team because you you don't have a favorite right now. Yeah. yeah. Hey, thank you so much, uh, Vedgar, for coming on the show. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, have a good one. All right. Uh, a couple new subs coming in. Uh, I think I said waffles are better, but Jay Hennigan 70, CCR 17 reset for four months. Holy cow, four months. Wow. The intangible fat man has subbed, and John G365 has subbed. <clears throat> We've got a washed up retired coach on the show right now, and Nero. He's a sub too. Oh, and a great individual who supports the show. And for six months, by the way. For six months, and I'm a huge fan of his previous work. Anero, right now, how's it going, Anero? It's going pretty good, man. How are you? Yeah, very good, very good. Uh, much better now that you're here and uh, that you've been subbing for six months. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, so I just kind of want to talk about the whole, because everyone's been talking about like, the whole aspect of oh, all the NA teams are so close and all of this kind of thing. I think that fans and to a certain extent, like just the entire community and even casters buy into the, all these teams are close thing a bit too much, despite this whole patch changing. I think the patch change is going to just inherently create inconsistency. 
And if teams are using best of one to like try out things that they're no, they're not good at in regular season, they're going to lose games doing that. And that's what pretty much most of the top teams from last split have done. And it's not really inconsistent. I think the top teams are still pretty clear. It's just definitely clear the teams. Who, who that are, are the top teams? And Arrow. And, and is Golden Guardians are... one of them? <clears throat> Golden Guardians. <laughs> I mean, I think the top three teams are still 100 Thieves, um, TL, and Echo Fox for sure. I think that they all just have their clear weaknesses and strength in this whole new meta thing, pretty gotcha. much. I think the middle of the pack has definitely changed up a bit, but that's both due to the patch change, like enabling teams that can adapt to it a lot better, of course, and then also the fact that the bottom teams made changes that actually made their rosters better and their teams better. Okay, so I'm glad, I'm really glad you brought this up because I did uh, an interview with Peter this past weekend. The camera got fucked up somehow, never had this happen, brand new cam well, camera from the end of last year, and the file got corrupted, and I'm really sad because one of the things he talked about in it um, was he, he defended CLG, who they had just beaten, because he went on Reddit and saw that uh, Tony Zix, their coach, was getting flamed for the pick and ban and for trying kind of this unique funnel strat with Kled. And he he was saying, look, team fans should not uh, take it get so angry when these teams are, are innovating, right? Like, do we yeah. really want to be a region where we don't ever challenge ourselves, don't ever try something new, and and aren't willing to risk it, that we play safe every single game. And he was saying that he felt like that comp had a lot of value. It made sense. Like it, it's the type of thing like, sure, maybe it didn't work well or whatever in this situation, but like uh, it, uh, the team should go out there and really try this stuff. And it's, it's interesting to hear you say that you feel like that's what we're seeing right now, that actually a lot of it is, is uh, teams trying stuff and that maybe it's broader than what we're expecting. Yeah, I mean, you should use regular season to a certain extent as a way to try things like this. But I like I know teams have to go into it and just expect that the community is going to get pissed if it goes bad and to think you're a genius if it goes well. They'll be like, oh, my God, you're so good at innovating if you pull out this random pick and it works. And then if it sucks, they're like, oh, this fucking idiot. They tried this. They think that's going to work. Man, I'm better than them. That's yeah. just like normal. You just have to go on expecting it pretty much. Do like, you think Team Liquid has been experimenting? Uh, They've experimented in scrims. And they have at least tried to experiment with Vlad uh, on two occasions in LCS. So they've tried a bit, but you can definitely tell when they're just trying to get wins. Like if Doublelift is playing Kai'Sa, they're definitely just playing for late game and hoping that he just carries the game. Because that is a good point. Experimenting a little bit less. Like, Team, Team Liquid I'm isn't losing games in LCS because they're experimenting. And it doesn't. And Vlad is not like a grand experiment, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, I think I definitely see it with some teams. Like, I think Echo Fox is a good example of a team that was trying shit. I think even... CLG uh, this past weekend. CLG, Golden Guardians, 100 Thieves to an extent has, has at least, like, mixed things around with Rio on the Vlad bot and stuff. Like, but TL just... Like, they, 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 to me, from what I've seen, at least have, like, looked so standard. Yeah, I mean, TL's trying, like, the least out of any of them. But I think for sure they're still, like, a top team. Like, two of their losses are on playing Vlad games, right? So if you say that those two losses, even just 50% are wins, suddenly they're, like, the clear first-place team because they have a win over everyone else, right? Yeah. I think that's pretty reasonable. Uh, the Echo Fox games, they basically took three out of three while I was working there. We did funnel games and tried shit at random. And then the other three games were basically trying people in different roles because we thought that's what the meta was going to. I mean, we could have realistically lost all of those games and still been a really good standard team, too, right? 
yeah. which is what the meta is shifting back to already because Riot's trying to kill off the funnel and trying to kill off the like mage stuff slowly with like nerfing Swain and things like that. So like the good the steam the teams that were good at standard are still gonna be there. Um I saw some people in the chat too saying like this lost credibility when I said hundred thieves is like a top team, but I mean they are realistically one of our top teams. Even if they are bad at things, they are still a top team. That just says more about NA than it does about anything else. Yeah. I'm sure like all the teams that are screaming can say hundred thieves is still like a team of pretty fucking good players. And they definitely got second place last split. And with a different roster. <laughs> yeah, with a different roster, but it's one person changed out realistically. Like they definitely didn't make that move because they thought it was gonna make their roster worse. Yeah, and and people play better and worse. Like for a lot of spring, I like someday was struggling to to do well. Now he's just like dumpstering kids every single game. It feels like, yeah, definitely. Uh, any thoughts on this? Just rather maybe on on innovation of the teams or whatever. Uh, I completely agree that like standings might not show which teams are the best right now. Um, it's just like what Nero said. Um, because the standings are so random and close it's really hard to say just the first place teams are your best teams um when in reality there's like good teams that just aren't doing that well on stage or trying different stuff on stage yeah. i think if a team is confident about going into playoffs they shouldn't care too much about their regular season ranking they should try stuff out i mean, should anyone, anyone feel confident, confident? yeah should yeah. anyone feel confident right now whenever all they like yeah like in in this like the top teams are afraid like they're pretty i don't i don't know how safe they are from being at the bottom right yeah you should feel confident that you can go out and play a certain strategy and win a game if you don't feel confident that you can go out and do that against bottom teams uh then you probably aren't good enough to be a playoff team are so there you bottom should definitely teams? feel confident you know yeah. you said who the top teams are in arrow oh who are the bottom teams uh i Ooh. think clutch is slowly shaping up to be a bottom team c9 is right now I like how you said shaping up them. They they're shaping up right now to be a bottom team. You know, most of the time, I like, mean, I think they're really shaping down. up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like it's like the bottom teams and the mid teams have kind of like formed together. Yeah, it's just like they're teams that are full of good players that work in spring, and then they're not actually a good team, so they kind of suck in summer. That's just kind of the. Story you mean it's like a, a lineup of good players, but not a, a a good team total. Yeah, they're just good players, but. Like there's there's not a lot of team, play which is like, ironic because you the, you're listing clutch, and I think a lot of people would say clutch doesn't have uh, good players that they they won like holistically as a team. It's not like it's not like uh, you know Apollo's like this lane bully that's just dominating everyone, and they they're not. Well, most pretty often statistically, he has some great laning numbers. Sure, but no one thinks whether they they should or not. No one has ever looked at like a lot of the names on clutch and been like, it's not like a Hooney, right? Like people, people say Hooney could carry teams, right? Whenever he's not been cursed by Mark and Scara, uh, Peter, the same situation, right? Bjergsen at times. Uh, I don't think that's how, like, it doesn't feel like that clutch is one of those teams. So it's just, I'm just pointing out. It's interesting to hear an arrow say that not necessarily he's wrong. You should really just look at like the teams that have all had the issue of, they don't really do anything early and their games kind of last forever. And then they win. Um, other than like a hundred thieves, pretty much, uh, the teams that do that are probably going to be bottom teams in summer. Yeah. Like even the teams like GGS and stuff like that last split weren't really the teams that did that. They like 
still tried to win the game. It felt like like it felt like you couldn't just get a lead early game and you would probably just automatically win. It's like you still had to do something somewhat correct. Yeah. Like GGS last split against us played like a Galio Camille comp and we got like a big lead early and the players definitely started to like coast in game. Like, all right, boys, this game's a free win. Fuck it. Let's have fun. And they started to get railed in the game because they were actually trying to like win, you know? Some yeah. teams do that and some teams don't. And I think that's what differentiates between uh, spring split good teams and summer split good teams. It happens every time. Like last year, there was what P1 that was good in spring and then shit in summer. And then they went to Rift Rivals and somehow won. Like it happens all the time. Yeah. Mark, definitely any other thoughts? Ooh, I want to ask Canero how he'd what up? rate Golden Guardians right now then. Golden Guardians right now? Uh, well, I mean, when we played you guys like the first few weeks or something, I said like you guys are definitely going to be a playoff team. I think I said that the matter or something. Uh, I think you guys are competing for like sixth or seventh spot. Like you're in between there and you definitely have a chance to. But I think it'll be you or CLG that knock um, Clutch out of it. Okay. I think Clutch will be the only team that probably doesn't go to playoffs out of the original group. I think. No everyone, faith in FlyQuest? I mean, it's going to be between FlyQuest and GGS that compete for that spot. I'm pretty sure. Wait, so, but you said it was either Golden Guardians or CLG that would knock clutch out oh yeah it's like between those three it's like a fucking cycle almost okay. like oh. so it's the, between the bottom, like three oh, what about tsm tsm will be in playoffs okay 100 like tsm are one of those teams where it's like they have good individuals and they don't play the best as a team but they're individual. what about c9 will c9 make it oh i don't know what's happening with c9 men because you said you said they'll be the only you said you think clutch will be the only one that doesn't make playoffs which implies that uh, from oh, the yeah, original group, would be in there. yeah, yeah I didn't forget that C9 was in the playoffs. C9 not making playoffs was I don't a given. Know. Yeah, there's like there's like two. They could still make it. They could still run it. So I guess there's those two teams at the bottom that could like. Okay, this is broadening out rapidly. Bottom. We went from it was okay, either Seals or Golden Guardians knocking Clutch out to oh yeah maybe uh, FlyQuest could to oh yeah maybe C C9 won't go. This is why I got killed off, man. I can't. We're all over the place. You're an analyst. Are gonna slowly disappear. Between the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, <clears> that has kind of muddied a bit more because of CL or CG, not CG. What the fuck? C9 like tanking the start of the split with all of their stuff yeah. that was going on internally. Yeah, and all so of this, it's kind of muddied the waters of everything. The only one that you're throwing out for sure is Optic and Clutch. Yeah, I think Optic and Clutch are probably bottom teams. Although maybe CG turns it around, but I doubt it. I think CG will probably just like redo everything for next year or something like that yeah redo everything that yeah. sounds dramatic yeah well i no, i just don't i'm sorry i just don't think their team's gonna do like too much i just think they're kind of a spring split team like p1 that's just spring split team. and arrows and arrows the headline maker yeah i mean what are you gonna put up there that nick smith wants cg to die or something <laughs> is that what you're looking for is that the headline you want? Clutch Gaming needs to start over. Nigga. Just go to the fucking next question, Travis. Kick me out of here. <laughs> Thank you so much, Anero, for coming on the show. As always, it's a pleasure and delight. Yeah, You're so yeah, graceful yeah. and wonderful. And really appreciate your support of the show. Yeah, one love, Travis. See you later. <laughs> I heard I heard definitely saying that I was going to bang. I got a question. I, I was talking to Medios, uh, and from like his time playing with the FlyQuest Academy guys, he was saying like he feels like Challenger players have really weird... like terminology is that like a, a thing where like the, the academy players are the ones who like come up with all the the cool phrases that then like pro players take uh i'd say 
I can speak for myself from when I played in Challenger. I feel like once you get into the LCS, you have to be a bit more professional and watch what you say a bit more. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the root of most of our memes and stuff probably comes from Academy. <laughs> yeah, Academy is just the toxic place where everybody... Not, not toxic, not other. toxic, but... Yeah, I forget the examples he was giving me. There's some pretty funny things, like, and how people describe things. Like, they just say that, like, science for, like, any time they're trying something. Like, oh, this is just this is a science pick or something. I've never heard that one before, actually. Yeah, I'm not sure. All right. Anyways, look at the next Nice caller. Yeah, I'm memeing in the chat. All right. Uh, let's see. Where do we got? <clears throat> we got... Uh, uh, Phuc Nguyen uh, and Montalizis, except for two months, and says show feet. Uh, definitely, there's nerfs coming. I think it's eight fourteen that has the uh, the changes coming to TP where it's getting to six minutes or something. And I think Isaac was talking about this. Isaiah was saying like he kind of dislikes it because it hurts top laners who are like the kind of role that TP is supposed to help. So like. What do you think about TP and like the nerfs and all that stuff? Uh, I think it's hard to say right now, um, since I haven't been taking TP for that long. Um, I'm not. I'm kind of a noob with the summoner spell. Really, no. Uh, but I think I feel like it'll be used less in the bot lane for sure, and maybe it'll go back to heal or barrier or whatnot uh, towards those summoners, but. Yeah, I I feel like it definitely sucks for top because that's I feel like that should be like a top lane summoner and not like a bot lane summoner, but I don't know how they could change that to only hurt like hurt bot laners when they take it. Would you be excited about TP dying or would you be sad because no more wards behind you TP flanks you're dead? Yeah, I feel like uh, TP plays are actually really fun uh, to coordinate in game like for the players at least because it it requires a lot of setup it requires a lot of communication it feels really good when you're able to execute on like a tp play there's like a lot of things you need to take into account yeah it's a good question thank you uh let's move on to the next caller squeak or it's kyle 0808 resub for six months roberto sent 200 bits and says hi alexis Squeak the week resubbed for five months and says just in time for the first troll. And John Majon has subbed. Thank you very much uh, to all of the following. Uh, it's funny. <clears throat> it looks like Rachel is now fielding at uh, Rachel from Mateo, who's in the Twitch chat, is fielding conversation from uh, people who have purchased stuff from Mateo. It's always great whenever my Twitch chat uh, descends into the stuff. Just doesn't work is here. Just doesn't work. Where are you calling from? So I'm coming from Germany. Germany. Nice. Another international caller. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So my or this morning. My Sorry. Is... What do you want to talk about on the show this morning? No I need problem. to fix that. <laughs> so I think that most of the pro players, especially in top teams, are scared to try out like really crazy picks and scrims because um, there's so much competition in the academy teams that they could sw be swapped out all the time, especially players like Ole, who are not as, let's say, uh, liked in the community, um, are probably pretty scared to try out uh, picks like Pike and Scrims. Def definitely, thoughts? 
I don't know how true that is. I don't really. I'm not in like another team like watching what goes down and how like they play their scrims. But as for our team, I feel pretty safe with my position as a starting botliner, um, and I feel like most players in the LCS should feel like relatively safe. Well, I mean, you guys have the tenth place academy team. Yikes. Uh, it, uh, so I don't know. Holy my, moly. I'm just saying, I don't think Defy needs to be scared of Benji ripping his job out of his hands. Yeah, I mean, that, that media's quote about, you know, feels like the academy teams are there, to, or academy players are there to take your job. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I would love to hear what us, like, if we had a C9 player, like, what, what they think. Cause, I don't know. Definitely oh, is yeah. number one KDA player of all marksmen right now. You think anyone's going to take that guy's job? Yeah. Hunter Hunter says that Golden Guardians is actually the ninth place academy team, Hunter. Oh yeah, that's right. I think Echo Fox Academy is tenth. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. Oh, God bless. My bad. Let's yeah. go. Uh, my bad. But okay. So what I mean, what do you think about set take yourself outside of uh being on an organization where you are such a dominant ADC and your academy team is struggling. Imagine to stay you're relevant. a worst player for a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. Imagine you're a worst player, and behind you, you've got an import that is learned slowly learning English. What, what do you, how, how concerned would you be? Well, uh, yeah, I guess I'd be a bit more concerned. Um, I'd want to show my best side all the times, right? So, I guess, yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't know. That's really hard to say, and I think it's really specific to each individual team and what academy player they have and what starter player they have. Yeah. Uh, do you think it would? Well, so even if you're scared, do you think that would limit like your quote unquote creativity, or would it just be like a pressure regardless of like that specifically? I think it's more so pressure rather than creativity because maybe you do find something that's really good and. You start performing really well on it, like I did with Heimer, I guess. And that just increases your value as a player, right? Because you're able to pick those like off meta picks, you could say. Okay. Nod Dog Ain't Me just asked an amazing question in Twitch chat. Shout out to them. <laughs> Ask how concerned he would be if Deft was in Academy and learning English. Literally yeah, the I mean... person you've modeled yourself off of <laughs> yeah, is so... gunning for your job. Deft, Deft and Mata are your academy bot lane. Yeah. Gunning for Deftly and Mets. I think uh, they could probably take our job instantly without <laughs> having uh, knowing English. So. Yeah, but then that means Mickey would have to get moved down and Bob oh. would have to get moved up, so I don't know. Hmm, that's true. Yeah, I would, I really, I think it would be an amazing move for Hunter and Golden Guardians to pick up Deft and Mata and stick them on the academy team and keep Matt and definitely there. I mean, like it would just, there'd be so much conversation about it. It would be great. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Do, do, do you know if Def, Deft and Mata are aware of like the definitely and Matt thing, the way like the NA fans kind of mean that shit? Uh, I have no idea, but I think if I just ask Mickey about it, he can probably tell me. Um, regarding that but i haven't bothered to ask yet Just you should definitely ask him and if they know about it in the off season you and matt got to go to korea and film like some kind of video i don't know what it'd be but just so, like take a picture with them yeah like you guys like swap <laughs> swap lives for a day yeah like, that'd be know, a great he, content piece like he, he comes over to na and like lives with golden guardians for a week you yeah. go to kt 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. But we gotta get good first though, so that's our first priority. Yeah. Well, well if you make worlds, you're already in Korea. That's true, that's true. What um I don't know. Uh, do you have any more uh thoughts on this? Our dear friend just doesn't work. Well, I think like in EU, like just a comparison, I think in EU, like Fnatic tries way more stuff like Wukong mid, which doesn't really, isn't really played in America. So I want to ask definitely, like he isn't really scared of his position. So I want to ask him if, why he doesn't try picks out like that. Um, just because I don't play a pick on stage doesn't mean like I've tried it in scrims. So, and I think that goes for like every single player. We want to, like if something doesn't look strong in scrims, then we're, chances are we're not gonna play it on stage, right? We wanna have like, or for us at least, we want to win every game to make playoffs since last play we were like a bottom tier team. And so we're trying to take it like every game counts a lot for us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how much do you guys, would you say pro players decisions on what to try is based off like solo queue win rates and stuff like that because Talon, mid with smite i think had like a super high win rate i'm pretty sure wukong mid was the same way uh there's a couple other picks that i'm blanking on right now that have had like pretty crazy solo queue win rates how much is that is like i want to try this versus like i have seen this shit enough that i'm going to try it i think a lot of it's just like looking it up and giving it a try in solo queue and see how it goes if it goes like not bad in solo queue maybe you try it in scrims uh i think like Tarek master e for example was like uh just a solo queue strat, and we saw that a bit across like all the regions, people playing it. And yeah, like I think Wukong has like a really high win rate right now. And I watched like Panzer Dragon's YouTube video, like he was playing Wukong bottom. So I think I'm gonna go give that a try tomorrow or something and see how it goes. I've watched <laughs> a lot of cutie vods or like uh, live streams of him playing Wukong bottom, and it made it look balanced. So I should probably watch the Panzer Dragon one. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it looked pretty good in pants video. Thanks so much for the call. Just doesn't work. Really appreciate it. Thank you too. Yeah. Um, are we? Or we've got one more caller. Um, looks like let's see. Uh, Ik zero zero one has sub. Thank you so much for the sub. John Mall John donated uh, ten dollars sixty nine cents. Says why do Hotline League and Hundred T have the same amount of merch available? Give us Hotline League merch. Quite frankly, I think that says more about Hundred uh, T merch than Hotline than Hotline League merch. Uh, as hey, a as a quick aside, Con, I know you're on my face. What? Yes, what I, I don't want to. That's not brand friendly. Con, I know you're here really quickly. I just want to say this. I think it is really shitty that to do limited merch. I think that like it, rather, I think it's okay to do like every now and then, like a limited Rift Rivals jersey or whatever. But to not create a, any merch for your team for fans that they can just buy and is like consistently on the store. I think that's kind of a bummer and kind of a dick move. And I, I hope that teams stop doing that. Like, I, I think it's okay to have limited runs here and there, but like other teams can create enough merch to fulfill these orders. Like this sort of artificial scarcity. That's like Nintendo style. Wii moments. It's not a good look con. What where are you calling from? Can you remind me? Oh, I don't know. Idaho. Thank you. What do you want to talk about on the show? So my question to Defley uh, was how uh, Golden Guardians and even himself approach their goals as a team. 
And also if kind of the low pressure, you know, the fact that you might not have done well last split, you know, being low pressure that you're not expected potentially to be top team this split might actually help your team improve over the season or be more willing to try things out. Um, I, I think I'd have to disagree with you on it being a low pressure just because the team's doing poorly, just because fans aren't expecting them to do well. I think, if anything, players are more concerned with like their job security, with their future in esports. And um, I think, if anything, there's just as much pressure on a bottom tier team than there is on a top tier team. And it's because like... When you're winning, everything is like great within a team, right? And when you're losing, you start to see like all the imperfections of like your teammates or like of your team and all that. And that really like weighs down on every player on that team. So I, I disagree with you saying that there's not that much pressure on like a bottom tier team. I definitely, like I went through the struggles of being in 10th place and I can say for a fact that I really never want to be there again. Uh... I know you weren't on a 10th place team in the relegation promotion system, but you did play as the team trying to move up. Like how does the pressure of a 10th place team without relegations compare to like what you've experienced in the past? Oh, uh, I definitely think with relegations, it's like the 10th and 9th place teams in the LCS are way more frantic because that, that might be their last chance to be in the LCS because um, there's such a big difference back then from Challenger to LCS and like your base and all that. So I definitely think uh, the, there's way more pressure back then than there is now, but at the same time, there still is a massive amount of pressure for every LCS. All right. Well, that was kind of one part. The other big part I really wanted to ask about was just like, what is it like, like goal, you know, goal setting and things. I, I'm a manager at my work. A big thing that I do with my employees is, have, you know, set up goal sheets, you know, uh, really plan out what what we're going to do and why we're going to do it and how. Do you have something similar like that for yourself, or does Golden Guardians have something similar like that for your team? Um, yeah, actually, we've recently like implemented a lot of different things that learn Heimerdinger. Yeah, like champion priorities stuff like that. We've after our O2 week before Rift Rivals, we like sat down as a team and thought about what we can change about infrastructure and how we can kind of help our team progress in a faster rate. And I think it's shown dividends in the last two weeks. What's uh, what's your take on like all the kind of systems, I mean, that you've been through on teams and stuff like that? Because some players feel like they don't really give a shit and they're just like all scrim and like do whatever people tell me. And some some players are more involved in like trying to make better systems as well. So like, what, where are you at on all that? I think every, every team, every player practices really hard and it's about how smart you practice and how efficient your practice is. And yeah, it's, it's about like structure, how you like the team runs things, how the players, like how open the players are to like criticism and all that. But do you find yourself as a player who will like, just kind of follow the whatever the coach is like i think this is how we should do it yada yada or are you one of the people who wants to like work with the coach to improve whatever the current system is um i definitely think i'm one of the latter uh if i feel like something isn't right i usually speak up about it and speak my mind until like we come to like a sort of conclusion on or like a compromise in a way on how things should be ran uh, i'm pretty vocal about my opinions and i feel like it's a pretty good thing to have in a team 
That way you can like find the best situation possible. <clears throat> Very good. Hey, Khan, I think that was a really good question. I really appreciate you calling in to ask it. Well, thank you. Uh, good luck the rest of the season, definitely. Hopefully we could see you guys in the Oracle Arena. Oh, like that's owned by your technical owners. That'd be uh, awesome. Con, uh, wait, I remember. So last week you wanted to come on. I was teasing you on Twitter. You wanted to come oh, on yeah. and say something about because you weren't you in the offs and during this was it during was it last? So, dur split? so during the off season, in between the splits, I guess you can say that me and a lot of the people out there really flamed Hunter and even like people like FlyQuest and Optic a little bit, being like these teams aren't trying. They're just going to keep the same bad players. Blah blah blah. And I think that they have shown uh, that sometimes keeping players and improving as a team is really powerful. And I th as we're seeing FlyQuest beef tied for first, you know, you guys are one game out, Optic two games out. Like you're seeing all the three bottom teams really improve. So I think some of that flame that was given to Hunter and some of those other teams probably wasn't warranted. Yeah. Uh, Hunter's I, in chat right now, so I don't know if we should be admitting this. To, like, yeah, yeah, need, exactly. Does he need yeah. any ego boost? Yeah, I don't know if he does. Uh, anyway, either way, thanks, Con. Sorry, we couldn't have you on last week. I, I think we were looking for you, but either way, thank you, uh, and uh, good question. Thanks for calling in. Um, all right, so that's the end of the show. I feel like I had one more thing. Oh, definitely. Do you know where League of Legends Worlds is going to be? And the schedule for oh, this year, because yeah, if you about that. <laughs> if you do, that'd be great. Uh, we didn't talk about that on the show, but I, I, I mean, I talked about it on Twitter. I don't need to go over it again. But I, I would really like I I want to create one of those like websites where there's like a how many days since, and just I or how many days until Worlds could be getting without like the announcement, right? Because it's just. It's really frustrating. I really hope Riot releases it. I think it's really stupid that they haven't. And by the way, like there are ways to communicate degrees of this, right? Like, okay, maybe you don't have the venue locked, but if you know that the whole thing is happening in Seoul, communicate that. Like, I get that the proper way to do it is to create this like great website where you announce all the stuff. It's like a microsite. You've got the dates, you've got the venues, all the stuff. Please just give any fucking information you can because that would be greatly appreciated. The thing I would want to talk about that would make the show is the trade deadline stuff is tomorrow. Definitely. You know any, you know any trades that are going to happen? You hear any rumors? Any uh, normal? No, actually, I haven't heard anything. Definitely's uh, nervous tick. Definitely's nervous tick when you can tell he's lying as he brings his hand up and goes like this, you know, just a little bit. <laughs> no, I haven't heard anything. I'm going to choke myself so that no one can hear what I'm saying. Well, uh, if I had heard anything, I don't, I don't think I can disclose that. Oh, see, it sounds like he has heard uh, something. I'm just, I'm just going fishing. I don't know. See, if... yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark, Bummer. who would you, who do you think are the teams that should be looking to make trades? I think if Hundred Thieves wants to get Levi on stage at all this split, they should probably look at finding. Just based off how good Someday's playing between Someday and Ryu, I'd probably look at getting a decent mid lane option from one of these teams that kind of has a couple. So uh, Demonte looks like he's starting for Echo Fox, maybe not there. Golden Glue has looked pretty good this split. 
Palafox has looked okay in Academy, so I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing some stuff like that. That way, you can try it out, and if it doesn't work, you still have Ryu, and someday the Honda you can run with. So I don't know. So you think Hundred Thieves should be looking to trade? They're they're the team that like because I the I mean they're in first place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know if if you ever want to get Levi a position this split, I don't think you want to bench someday for Brandini, and I don't think Lin Sanity is quite LCS ready. So yeah, it's just scary because I think right now Hundred T can feel pretty comfortable feeling like they have a a really decent shot at Worlds, and I don't know. And for a first year, like if you're a TSM, I I I would argue that if you're going to say Hundred T should make a trade, I almost feel like you should argue TSM should make a trade because, and I'm not saying TSM should, but TSM I think you have more what TSM medias. I mean, it's not gonna happen. You you shot it down whenever the caller called in. I'm gonna before. shoot it down again as I have presented. Okay, that's a, either way. I think you could argue that TSM sh- should be more likely. Like, if they like hundred T should just be happy to go to Worlds. TSM should be afraid they're not going to go to Worlds, but they should also be afraid that if they go to like if your whole year you've traded out All Stars because you want to progress further at Worlds. I don't know if this is the t- the roster that's going to get you to like outer groups there so and what do you do? what's that so what's your what, what's like you, your you trade you trade you for, make a trade yeah I, I, for who for you want to get rid of grig you want like a better jungler you want to get rid of mid- rebuild really rebuild the whole roster oh okay. uh, <laughs> trade them really all easy to do get, get them out of here split, when you don't need to worry about salaries or anything like yeah, that yeah. making sense yeah uh no i don't know where i mean i and I, to be clear i don't actually think tsm should trade but i think if i think uh tsm should want to trade more than 100 t should because I think Hunter T should be more satisfied with a decent shot at Worlds or at least performing well in playoffs for their very first year than TSM should be sitting and hanging out in groups. Yeah, but Hunter Thieves also has the like wiggle room to like get a low commitment trade like that and not and still be fine. Like I'm not saying give Ryu up. I'm saying get a mm. mid laner without giving Ryu up, and then you can try it. And then it doesn't work. Go back to whatever your starting roster is. Yeah, you're just running if, out of time if, to try things. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not saying they have, it's like this is an urgent thing. But just, maybe have something you can throw into scrims and do. You know, yeah, yeah, you, you spend like a week or two on it, and maybe it's like, holy shit, this actually looks great or something. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, I think that's it. Definitely got any shout outs, plugs, anything you want to say to anybody out there? Oh, actually, uh, there's this guy on Twitch chat that keeps saying like something, something like I should talk double lift. Or... You should what? That uh, he was talking about like Misha talking double lift in that interview I did with you, and I, I kind of want to clear that up. I did feel like, you? I don't even remember. Well, this. It, it, it was remember. Um, you asked me about how double said he was coming back to NA from uh, MS or Rift Rivals or MSI, whatever it was, and saying, "Oh yeah," and you said he forgot definitely. That's the joke. I think he's really good as a player, and I respect him a lot. So don't no one should no. ever apologize for shit talking double lift. <laughs> And I feel like it's like any LCS would be so boring if there was no like shit talking, if you weren't allowed to like clap back after you're, a win. But. You're playing in, well, I think what Double Lift always says is you got to clap before the win. So right. you're playing him next week. Give me, give, give some flame uh, Double Lift before you guys play. I mean, he's really good. <laughs> All right. uh, I don't think you, I can really play him. His, his mages suck. Um, he told Ole to int, and that I don't know if you saw that clip. 
What is that perks the the thing the old perks chant that my rise is bad my zir is worse yeah. yes right on G two perks so what you could do my Vlad is bad my something's worst Heimer is worse my Heimer's <laughs> worse you guessed it right wait he hosted the show today no 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 I love Peter he's amazing we're not uh, we've got some of his people here on the show uh, we all love Peter he's a great guy great human being uh, would never flame him. But definitely, definitely would definitely you got yeah. you got anything else that you would say? Uh, no, not really. I just thank you guys for all watching, and I don't know. I want to. So I look at all like the old pros. They have so many Twitter followers, and I hope one day I can get that many. You know. Wait, Mark, were you? Did you know he was going to say that? No, actually, I pulled it right before. Yeah, he said it, it, it felt like coordinated by because you started so spamming his Twitter account. Yeah. You've never spammed that. anybody's Twitter account. You start spamming his Twitter account in the chat as he's plugging his Twitter account. Yeah, it's just actually really random. So you would like to have more than 4,459 Twitter followers. Get him to 5K right now. If we get him to 5K, Twitch chat? I don't know. 500 people. It's roughly, like, you know. Yeah. He's gained one-fifth. 12 so far. So <laughs> working. It's working. All right. Okay, 4,479. Uh, we'll check back in a second. Four thousand four hundred eighty-five. We'll check back in a second. Uh, whenever Mark is done with his shout-outs and plugs, but you guys. Yeah, it'll be hard to get to some of those older numbers because uh, stop. Don't see it. Leaks dying. What? Oh my! Uh, we no, almost just... got through a whole episode. Mark, what were you gonna say? I didn't... Um, not much. I have nothing new to say at all. Is um, offline doing anything interesting? We're we're doing a double shoot tomorrow. When do uh, I get to go on the Pokey podcast? Well, first you have to be a streamer. I'm literally streaming right now. You're <laughs> you're hosting a show, Travis. It's a big difference. I have what? Well, I bet you I bet you there have been people on on the Pokey podcast that are not streamers. Uh, I don't actually think that's true. Ooh. I am currently the number three streamer in. League of Legends right at this time. All right. And for now, a while, this, this is probably the time you want to screen cap this and send it to her and be like, look, unhosted, I got here. Yeah. I'm, I'm not desperate enough where I'm going to create a campaign to try and get me on Pokey's podcast, but, uh, you know, I just respect her work. Um, Mark, any, but nothing. You got nothing. Uh, yeah. Someone asked me about Octopath Traveler and I said I'd talk about the end of the show. Uh, the reason I said it's disappointing, even though I've played 30 hours and I'm enjoying the combat a lot, is because it's an old genre that's like not hard to get right, and they got the important parts, like the the important classical parts, right. But then the a lot of like the decisions they made around the story are just fucking god awful and stupid. Uh, and I don't want to play eight origin stories in a row and then have none of their actual stories tie together at all at any point except maybe the very very end which i haven't gotten to yet and the stories themselves suck and it's supposed to be a character driven game so yeah the classic jrpg elements of it are really good and everything else uh, the graphics are good too i don't know just the story like it's like you gave me a good base game and the story just does not make me want to play it my lad is bad. My Heimer got, gets banged. You guessed it right. I'm Peter Pang. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, now you just got to read that out loud for us. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, 
maybe I'll do it for the riot content thing, you know, with their trash talk or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um uh people spamming Deathly's Twitter. I think he's gained a hundred followers. So we get we haven't gotten to five K, but uh twitter.com slash deathly lol if you're listening with a VOD, you can check him out there where he's an amazing content producer. He retweets a picture of himself as Heimerdinger. Did you make that yourself, or how did that? Where did that come from? Ooh, actually, before uh, we played LCS that week, I was super confident in my Heimer, and I was, we get it, we're gonna win. So I had my coach like uh, make like a picture of me with my face cropped out with Heimerdinger. Um, so you pre- that was a premeditated. You were so confident yeah, yeah. in your Heimerdinger, you're like, I'm gonna need a meme for the win that we pull. We get whatever I pull this thing out. Yeah, that I is knew crazy because it, it kind of like looks like me too. So I was like, oh, yeah. fuck perfect i'm gonna double down on it and i'm glad we were able to pull out the win that's actually that's actually really cool uh go follow definitely lol on twitter for me uh i should be able to talk about the thing that i'm doing with owen by hp soon uh i have another series in the works which i hinted at last week whenever uh right Toys was on the show uh hope to have like a trailer or something interesting happening uh from that in the next couple of weeks um i feel like there's another thing that i'm working on uh, that I will be able to talk about in the future, but I'm forgetting what it is. Uh, either way, Hotline League broadcasts every Monday at 8 p.m. Pacific. At least we try to land it on those days. Sometimes we have to move. Um, it's at twitch.tv slash Travis uh, And I want to thank definitely so much for being on the show. Thank you, Mark, as always, for being my constant co-host. Screw Microsoft and their Skype update, which caused us to be delayed. Uh, but that's Hotline League episode 37.